0: It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker.
1: Hello, everyone. (laughs) Camera's off to my right today. I'm looking in the center going, Where's the camera? The camera's off to the right. (laughs) You're wrong. (laughs) Get it right. Well, listen,
2: I was the one that survived Talladega Boulevard. If anybody's supposed to be acting drunk on this show, it should be me. Yeah,
1: but I'm old. I mean, that's, that's what happens when you get old. That's not an excuse. Sure it is, at least for now. Welcome to the Stock Car Show, presented Pow. by our good friends at HMS Motorsport. Careful with that. <laughs> we, are, we are live once again as we talk racing for another couple of hours. We've I'm got feisty. Some... Talladega was a thing. I'm feisty 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 is the word of the day okay well chill out over there for a second but, and let me but, finish but the but intro that's will not you <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk talladega before we uh are done tonight we also of course have uh some very special guests we've got one of the talladega winners on the show tonight todd gilliland will be joining us and we've got two of the top young allison legacy Legacy Series Racers uh, with us in the studio. They will be joining us shortly. Matthew Davey and Luke Akers will be on the program as well. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined by Jacob Seelman, who is feisty tonight. Yes, uh, Must I be am. the Orange Vanilla Coke. Um, yes,
2: I'm repping for Daniel Suarez yes. tonight, by the way.
1: It was a nice-looking car. Jacob is nice-looking It was is, a, nice it was a fast for speed car, sport. Too. And Randy Miller is behind the glass over there, uh, punching all the audio buttons. And we've got, uh, of course... Um, Chris Murdoch, also on the video side of things, and and, uh, you'll hear both of their voices during the show tonight uh, before we're done as well. And uh, actually, um, in about, uh, oh, let's see, uh, nine days or so, um, Randy will be bringing back his particular podcast, which is called The Inside Pass. He and I will uh, commits on a weekly basis and talk all things racing and have some fun so looking forward to that and uh, you'll be able to uh hear that or yeah hear that on Wednesday nights uh from 8 to 9 p.m. eastern it will be live as opposed to dead <laughs> because it sounds better that way um and <laughs> With that, I'm just not even going to try
3: let's to drink t- <laughs> this if you're going to keep going like that.
1: Let's talk Talladega. We'll I see can't I, even help
3: him out, and that's my show he's talking about. I
1: almost had you, Jacob, almost. I'll get you one of these days. So, let's
2: not with technology in front of me, and let's just talk about Talladega.
1: Let's talk about Talladega for a little bit. Uh, you know, my first impression of the cup race, yay, NASCAR finally got it right. That was uh, really, uh, for me, from start to finish, that was a classic talladega throwdown there was never a point where you felt like there was no racing going on i mean they ran right. in the pack but with a few exceptions they pretty much behaved themselves there wasn't nearly the contact that um and the pushing and shoving that you're used to and the couple times that there was well you saw what happened yeah um things got broken and so um,
2: a lot less things got broken than I. Yeah, did.
1: and that was what for me. That was the thing is we never had the big one. I mean, we. I, I suppose if you ask Kyle Larson, he had a big one, um, but you know we never had that twenty car crash that we're used to. It, Are you j- complaining? No, I no. I think that's a plus. I mean, it seemed like to me. We what we saw was you said it off uh, before the show started. It was the late eighties, early nineties. No, no, kind no. of. late nineties or
2: late nineties, early two
1: thousand. Well, same thing, really. I mean, back not in those really. days, no. not af- not
2: just after they put the plates on. I am talking about with the little roof wicker and some of the the early the early two thousands races. It, it felt to me like the races, the you know, the Dale's last win. Drivers who could come from fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth to. You know, third, second, first, late in the running. If Chevy wasn't being Chevy, we'll get to yeah. we'll get to Chevy being Chevy in a minute. But first, I have always said, especially when the show went video, that the best part of this show is that I can make a mockery of myself and be okay with it. So <laughs> you do a good job of that. Please hold. I'm going to demonstrate my opinion of Sunday's Cup
1: race, dear NASCAR. Happy dance. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> Those of you watching on Facebook Live, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry not. you had to witness that. <laughs> I'm not. That was that was that was probably the finest case of dippling that we've ever had. All we need is the uh,
2: reentry. Yeah. Randy will work on that. Wow. Later. Okay. Anyway, seriously, I wanted to do I wanted to do cartwheels down the front stretch after that race. Because that would have been than see, I, just I yeah, that, I would have actually enjoyed <laughs> seeing that. Well, I can't do cartwheels, so that's the next best thing.
3: But anyway, you, you can't do you can't do what you just did either. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know either what? Andy, we're winning either way. So
2: I fun. told you I was going to make a mockery of myself, and if I can't laugh at myself, dang it, then there's something wrong with me. We
1: can. If you can't, we can. <laughs> yes. So
2: somebody in this room will laugh at you. There's so many people in here not to.
1: <laughs> Moving on. Po-
2: case in point: NASCAR. Absolutely, 10,000% got it right. That's the first time since about 2004 that I've been on the edge of my seat, entertained, nervous, like goosebumps on my arms for the entire race, start to finish. There was never a point where you could settle down, there was never a point where you could just breathe and go okay we're good for a few laps yep that never happened whether it was fuel conservation drivers getting runs drivers blocking drivers drivers basically getting wrecked trying to block other drivers um yeah (laughs) yeah, we'll get to that in a minute too Uh, it was wonderful (laughs) it was (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blake Harris just totally screwed up my train of thought. <laughs> See, oh. Blake, thank you.
1: Blake Harris in our chat says Jacob Seelman for <laughs> Dancing with the Stars to 2020. Uh, yeah, whatever. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> uh, d- I, it worked I for Elio. I, yeah, I can't. Didn't I, work for Michael though. No, I God, think you're no. more Michael than Elio, so probably not. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Two left feet.
2: Anyhow. Long story short, I cannot sing the praises of that package any more than I just did. It's great. This is the style of super speedway racing that we need. However, don't be surprised if they come back with a slightly bit smaller tapered spacer... In July at Daytona, because 204 top end speed had some people a little nervous, me included, after final practice on Saturday. <laughs> well,
1: you know what, I have, <laughs> Friday, I, have, I, mean. I have my own thought on that, but I'm going to save it for a second because uh, I want to hear from Randy. What were your thoughts on the race?
3: I, you know, for, for a minute there, I was watching the race, and I had to go to info on my box to make sure I wasn't watching, like, ESPN or ABC <laughs> I was like I told you. It was I mean, a time war It warp. really was. Jacob's absolutely right. You look at that race, and it look, it's everything that you want as a NASCAR fan. All the people that complained all season long and all last yes. year and the last five years about – how the racing is boring? The racing sucks. Watch the Teledig race on video, and I guarantee you, you'll change your opinion really quick about yeah, the whole racing freaking man.
1: I agree totally with everything you guys are saying. It definitely was an old-fashioned throwdown, and the as far as for me, I mean, look, I'm not in the cars obviously, right. and there are people who are much better um, d- decision makers on that than me. Yes, but to me, the difference between 195 and 204 would not be i don't believe necessarily that the speed was too fast what i'm hoping doesn't happen is that if they make that change because we finally got a, a race that was a race i'm hoping it doesn't choke the throttle response because no, that's I to me that was the key by, by putting that tapered spacer in, they gained about 100 horsepower over w- what the plate... It was four.
2: It was 400 with the plate. It was 550 with the spacer. Okay. They
1: said 100 on the broadcast. So, but Fox regardless lie. of 100, 150, um, I wouldn't want to see that come back too much because no. then we get and back to what no, we have with the no, restrictor. No, no, and I, and I so. no. Thi-
2: and I don't think it will, but I, I do think there's... That 200 to 204 range is is what we talk about the top end speed when we talk about flips, like we saw with Larson on the last lap of that race, where the excess speed does contribute to a self blowover sort of a crash. We can talk more about that self blowover. You weren't you weren't ever a sim racer, Chris Murdoch's back there somewhere nodding that I just used the word blowover. So yes. um, <laughs> anyway, in other news, the other thing we learned from Sunday. Dear Chevy, welcome to the manufacturers' party. It's about freaking time. Well, and it only took Jim Campbell yelling at all of them to work together for
1: them to actually do it. Well, I mean, do do we do we look at this race, and are, are you concluding from that race that suddenly Chevy's going to? Go contend on fifth mile or no, uh, one I, and a half miles. I wasn't and...
4: talking
2: about mile and a halfs at all. I was talking about the fact that Chevy woke up and realized what Ford and Toyota have been doing on the super speedways for the last three years. That's the party that they were late to. Toyota started it in the 16500 when they worked together and dominated Oh, okay. The draft. So you're not, okay. I yeah, see what I'm
1: you're not saying. Talking, Just I'm, the idea, the, of, working uh, yes, okay, the idea gotcha. of working together. The idea of
2: working together in the draft. Which Jim Campbell basically set them all down and had a meeting before going into Talladega and said, you are going to work together. Thank you, bye. Yeah. And it happened. And every Chevy driver that finished in the top six referenced that meeting and said how refreshing it was that they all actually worked together to achieve a common goal. And oh, look who won? Chase Elliott in a bow tie.
1: Yeah, well, I mean and and you know that was great because you know what happens when Chase Elliott wins, right? You get free wings at Hooters. Yeah. And Chris and I and took full advantage of that for lunch today absolutely um, so you know it was it, it was definitely a great race, and it was good to see the chevys work together and I, and I do one hundred percent agree that it is about time because in this day and age, the only way that you 're going to compete at the cup level is to work together as manufacturers, and that includes correct. Even across teams with data, I mean, you can't be, un- you can't be selfish anymore. And that's exactly you know. the word that Joey Logano
2: used to describe especially the two Hendrick teammates on the final lap. He called Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman selfless in the draft yep. as being a major reason yep. why they won that race. Uh, and, and we watched it. Basically, in the final laps, You had the 22 and the 17, a pair of Fords. You had a pair of brothers on the outside that that didn't work. And then behind the two Fords, you had six bow ties lined up on the inside lane going you know going into that final restart and we saw where four of them ended up one two three and would have been four if not for
1: joey in the outside lane well and see i think that you know that race could have just as easily gone the other way you had the fords together you had a, a good bit of the toyota group yeah together the problem at one was point, the fords
2: but, and toyotas were the ones that all got wrecked
1: right and so you know i give the chevys credit because the fact that they did work together is what got them eventually yes you know got got them the win and such but Oh hey, Ty Dillon won a stage too, by the way. He did, and that's uh, that's uh, the second time second, second stage, stage of the year. win yeah. this year. Yeah. More than his brother Scott. Let's yeah. take a break. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more. We got uh, a bunch of special guests coming up. Stick around. The stock car show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We'll be right back.
5: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444.
6: Hi, this is Denny Hamlin. I want to share with you today a little known but widely pervasive neurological disorder called dyspraxia. It's estimated that dyspraxia affects between 4 and 10% of the general population and the majority of those affected are male. The condition primarily affects motor skills, but also can affect memory, judgment, and executive function. It's sometimes referred as the hidden disability because it's not immediately obvious to others that the person affected has special needs. My niece Sarah has dyspraxia, and with the proper support in place, she is very successful in school and other activities. Sarah was lucky because she was diagnosed early, Many children and adults go years without knowing. Let's raise awareness for this disability that affects 1 in 11 people. I encourage you to learn more, get involved, and support the Dysfraxia Foundation USA. Thank you.
7: Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke,
8: 302-827-2054. When do you think of a plumber?
9: Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show.
2: Thank you, Randy, for playing that because I have a public <laughs> service announcement. Public, dear, public service announcement. If there are anybody, if there's anybody in the country that wants to hold a race and is in a drought and needs to get rid of their drought, call Jesse Love and tell yeah. him to show up at your racetrack because <laughs> every race. Every midget race that he's tried to go to in the past two weeks, it's rained. I, I told him
1: earlier that he needs to go visit some you know, Native American tribal <laughs> and, and learn how to do a sun dance. You know, needs... <laughs> you know Talladega was <laughs> supposedly built on an Indian burial ground. Oh, really? I didn't know that. You've never heard that urban legend? No, I hadn't heard that urban legend. That's interesting.
2: (laughs) That's why they say everything wrecks there.
1: Makes me think of that song Cherokee Nation there uh, that was such a hit in the 60s and 70s. But anyways, um, I think that was Paul Revere and the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. (laughs) As we talk music, racing, and whatever else we feel like talking about. Because we can. Because we can. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman over... Across the way, behind the proverbial glass, we have Chris Murdoch and Randy Miller doing all of the production-type things. We've got um, Luke Akers and Matthew Davey getting set to join us shortly. They're here in our studio. They are Allison Legacy Series Racers here in the Carolinas area. We'll talk with them. And we've got um, Todd Gilliland coming up as well, here very shortly, but we continue to talk Talladega. Yes, well, because but, it's yeah, a great thing I, to so, talk about.
2: So I, I was I was scrolling through my my photos and I decided to go to the Boulevard and ran into a fan with a blowtorch. I see that. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> so I survived the Boulevard. Don't worry. <sighs> it was fun. It was different. Something out of Star Wars there. It's a lightsaber. It's something. Something. Um, yeah. I, I what was also fun was running into the NOS crew. Tyler, Courtney, and Colbo Dine decided to show up oh, at a boy. NASCAR race. I looked at Sunshine and, like. You do understand there's no dirt here, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I He mean, looks at me and goes, I'm lost. You know,
1: it's, uh, it, nonetheless, it was a great yeah. race. No, it was. It um, was. And, and you know what? I, we we need to give a shout out here, and we can go around the table if, oh, if you please. guys want. And um, we, I guess are, are biggest ton- surprise, but I'm going to go first because, well, I can. Um, look, anytime you see Gray Golding in the Bobby oh, Dodd car for, for the entire weekend finishing well i'm just i'm i really focus on sunday but okay. you know finishing second i mean that was just unbelievable and And the
2: move he put on on that last lap to duck past chase briscoe by himself and give himself a shot at reddick looked like he'd been doing this 20 years he
1: earned that every bit of that and you know this is what i love about super speedway racing is that it's it's a high speed chess match is Mm -hmm. really what it is
10: absolutely
1: and you know it's it's so much about Positioning and timing and when do you make your move and all of that. And boy, Great Golding at the end, you know, I, I on that last restart I told myself that okay, Great Golding has this is this is setting up to be the Hollywood finish. Great Golding's gonna win and the the whole speedway is gonna just blow up. Like <laughs> like it's it's gonna be an incredible Um, you know, this, that would have been an amazing thing to see. And you've seen it in the past with guys like Lenny Pond in the Juni Donlevy car at Talladega, David Reagan in the front row Motorsports car, you know, and even, I would have to go back a
2: little bit to look at some of the Xfinity series surprise winners. Well, I mean,
1: I was just really talking about cup, but obviously I'm sure. uh, Well, no,
2: Golding was the Xfinity series race. That was Saturday. That was not Sunday. That's right. That
1: was Sunday. I'm screwed up. Yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So if you want, yeah. And I agree with you on those two, by the way. But if you want to go back to uh, Xfinity Series surprise winners, Spencer Gallagher comes to mind. Um, Regan Smith. Maybe in 2013, I don't think anybody necessarily see. I don't ag- that. see.
1: I don't agree with that. With that one, only because he's you know he's a junior car. I mean, you you just Greg Sachs in '96, Sachs I for know, sure was, um,
2: and even Mike McLaughlin in 2001 is another one that that was kind of yeah. jumped out of the woodwork.
1: Yeah, yeah, a pair of modified drivers, former modified drivers yeah. there. Um, but no, Golding's run reminded me so much of a typical Talladega, you know. Who knows who's going to be up front or who's going to be in the wall? Right. And you just, you go into that caution thinking, okay, there's no way that this can't happen. Like, this is just a foregone conclusion. Greg Alding's going to pull this off. And and if
2: it wasn't for Tyler Reddick blocking his butt off, Greg Alding probably would have. And let's be clear, when Clint Boyer says during the post-qualifying bullpen, that Reddick kid blocked his you-know-what off. I'm not going to say it because it's a family show. But and then, and then in the next breath, he goes, you ain't going to be able to do that
1: on Sunday or you're going to get turned. But here's my favorite part of this, though, mm-hmm. is you got to the point in both races with the blocking. I mean, on Saturday, you're, you're saying, okay, we can't get away with that on Sunday. And on Sunday there there were a number of drivers who kind of went hold my beer. <laughs> um I yeah. mean and it's like you saying to me, you know, they they can't get close enough to each other to push and me I told you that you know when we get to Sunday they'll find a way. They did, but it not, wasn't not, faster. No, and and it 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 ended up being disaster um you know for for a couple of them I mean you know obviously Bubba Wallace made a a serious gaffe right um you know and and that was a deal where he obviously didn't start off to be over aggressive no he just just got a big run got to the bumper and I think realized uh uh-oh and tried to get away from Blaney and then got down too low and when he tried to come back the car just broke yeah. on him. It yeah. broke loose on him, and um, so that I don't think was—I uh, don't think that was so much a factor of the push as it was just a miscalculation on Bubba's right. part. Sad that that happened too because right. it didn't hurt Blaney, but it certainly took out Bubba and several other good cars.
2: Can we talk about Saturday being the day of the underdog for a minute? You said you were talking about biggest surprise of the weekend, and I, I found there were about five of them for me in the Infinity okay. race alone. G- give us one at a time so okay. we can talk about. it. So you already mentioned Gray Galding. who yeah. by the Gray way, was the quali- biggest. He qualified eighth, and that was when yeah. I knew he had a good car. Yep. So to finish second didn't necessarily, you know, I expected he'd do well, but yeah, for to see Gray Galding in second is still a surprise. Oh, Josh Williams yeah, was in Mario Goslin's yeah. car in 8th. Best career finish. Landon Castle twenty second yep. to ninth for Johnny Davis. I we expected always, Landon to be. I mean, up, we do, but we you know we always talk about them being a great underdog story. Chris Cockrum in the Rick Ware seventeen car first ever yep. top ten finish. Garrett Smithley number nothing thirty three to twelfth in the second Johnny Davis car. I loved this finish. I loved the players. Yeah, the defending champion won, but there were a ton of feel-good stories here.
1: Well, there were, and you know, you you focus on this and you say, okay, how awesome was this without the Cup guys in it? Beautiful. We had a Talladega race that wasn't dominated by a Cup driver. I mean that was one of the best Xfinity Series races that you'll probably see all year. Yes. And it's just living... And they had a great crowd, oh, by the way. Oh, yes. It's living proof that you don't need cup drivers in these races to make them exciting. exciting. You've got a crop of drivers in that series right now, the Xfinity Series, that are really aggressive and fun to watch. And when when, when the stories we talk about... Are the ones you just mentioned, the Galdings, the Siegs, you know, Williams. the the Williams? Um, we've we've interviewed both um, the the um, both of the the Bassett brothers who have yep. driven for the same team. Yep. Alex LeBay had a nice. Um, he had a nice run going until he got wadded up in well, that yeah, last yeah, but, but he, too, would have probably been inside the top ten the way he was going. Yep. I mean, you know, when we're talking about those guys, that's the Xfinity series. Yes. You know, and so. And, and
2: when's the last time you got to say with seven laps to go at Talladega, and here comes Earnhardt? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jeffrey, if it, not for his. Cra- Jeffrey, in both races, really, if yeah. not for his late crashes, Jeffrey would have been right in the mix in both the Cup race and the Xfinity race.
1: Jeffrey actually should have contended for the win in the Xfinity race and he got collected in the big yeah, one and again yeah.
2: can you imagine how they that... would have burned that place to the ground you
1: know that's the thing it's like how much of an eruption would that have been to see in Earnhardt in victory lane at Talladega and you know still you had some fans after the race well it was a, yeah it was a super speedway race so that's why those guys it's like you know go Wah. away um it you know that's the whole point of it it's a different style of racing You gotta be smart. You gotta time your moves well. I mean, it is to a degree. It's about partners, but it's also about taking care of your equipment and not making stupid moves on lap twenty. And I thought really that for the most part both races were free of that. I mean, we haven't talked about Kyle Larson's flip. Um we've got a few minutes left in this segment and I wanna I wanna spend some time on that. I have to be honest, I've 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 seen a lot of violent crashes in my lifetime. I hadn't seen um, a crash, a flip anyway, anywhere near this violent since maybe Austin Dillon's. At Daytona. um, At Daytona. uh, Is that 15? 15
2: July race. And
1: then before that, I think you'd have to go back a fair ways to see one that was just that violent, not... In yeah. the fact that a car rolled a number of times, but just the way that that car rolled, that was enough right. to stop my heartbeat for a minute or two until I realized he was out yeah, of the car.
2: Yeah, it, it, it did a lot of people, and I want to pick that up on the other side of this break. We're going to step aside more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport when we come back. Hey, this is Garrett Smithley, driver of the number nothing Chevrolet for JD Motorsports, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network.
1: We were just talking about him. We were, actually. (laughs) Um, We were.
3: Funny how that works out.
1: We were, uh, yeah, we were riffing on uh, Kyle Larson and his nasty flip, and Chris reminded us during the break that Larson had one previous to this one at uh, Daytona in the Xfinity race, and I had completely forgotten about that one. But. um, that was nasty. Thank God for safety equipment and advances in that area because that certainly was not um not fun to watch at all and I was glad to see him get out of the car. Yeah.
2: I, I we we all were quite frankly that as as we were talking about during the the last segment the violence of Larson's flip yeah. I think he went over about seven times yeah, down the was, back straight it kind of reminded me of Elliot Sadler's flip down the back stretch in 2003 at Talladega. well
1: yeah and um, Blake Harris talking about how it reminded uh, him of rudd at Daytona with the blowover and that really actually is not uh, also not a bad comparison either no it's not um, that's uh, it's a good it's a good uh, comparison. It's there have been a series of those on the super speedways, obviously over the years. The, I still think the record is Maynard Troyer back in the day at Daytona early seventies. I, oh, yeah. I think it was I think it was thirty one, something like that. Yeah. Um, two thousand, Ricky Rudd at Daytona, I yeah. think that was. Yep. Yeah. So Shootout. it definitely uh, it definitely was a, a violent wreck, but I thought Talladega overall, I would – I'd have to give it – I mean, if you're going to grade Talladega, it's got to be A because um, I don't think there's ever an A+. plus. No. But, you know, you give it a solid A because that uh, I mean, that whole the, weekend the, was great. The only
2: thing that would have made it A-plus is if they somehow managed to do two or three wide right to the line on the last lap after all the racing that we saw during the day. Yeah, that, but, that, to me, would be the plus. But overall, he, it was great. It was it, – like i said i was edge of my seat the entire day saturday and sunday um we're getting ready to talk to the arca winner in a few minutes here and that race left a lot to be desired but i believe that had a lot to do with a a lack of quality cars for the field i mean it was a short field at talladega and that makes it difficult to establish a draft yeah um but you know, Todd, ne- Todd needed that. Let's all be real here. Todd needed that. Surprising that
1: it was such a short field, too. Oh, yeah, um, especially after 36 cars at Daytona. Yeah, I think it's, I th- I think it's telling as well. Um, but, yeah, Todd definitely needed that. and And to see him be up on the wheel and get that win, what a confidence boost. Because Absolutely. he's just, I mean, and it's not his fault. I don't think but no, he's had all. a
2: disastrous
1: season in the truck. He I mean, really it's and, and it's not, not been, it's
2: not been his fault either. You know, you know, when he's had decent runs it's just been kind of, you know, flat and when he's had bad luck it's been really bad luck.
1: Last year it seems like he did everything but win and this year he hadn't even been close. Yeah. And and that's what's really it's hard to watch because you know that the talent's there. There's no question that he has the exactly. talent to be in the truck series, absolutely, and and to be in the you know to to move up through the ranks. But you know what? Sometimes some drivers just take longer than others right. to sort of connect. And I
2: mean, keep in mind, last year he made 19 starts. He only had four top there were right. four top fives and nine top yep. tens in. 19 races and his average finish is almost flat right this year compared to what it was last year i think you're right i think there's still you know he's still doing some maturing in the truck of course, you know he's in a high pressure situation at kbm where you're expected to well, win and win quickly um let's face
1: it the truck series this year is more competitive yeah deeper than it's been in a long time absolutely you know there's yeah. so if you're off by a little you're 10th yeah, You know, and and you can look through the field and Todd is not the only one that, you know, has had bad races, in the truck series. Right. I mean, they're so, you know, it's it's a tough situation. But the Arca race, I felt like just it was lacking and it just wasn't um, it wasn't what you usually expect. Correct. From the Arca Menard series on a super speedway at right. all. It was really just kind of a. Mundane ho hum kind of
2: race. It was. There weren't enough cars to be able to generate energy and make runs in the draft. Mason Mitchell said it perfectly on Twitter. There was no energy for the last 15 laps, and that when there's no energy, nobody can do anything. Yep. I mean, and I don't know, you
1: know, I don't know what the fix is for that. Um, You know, they're trying to get the cost down. Well, it's hard to, I don't know what you do to do that because super speedway racing is what it is, and they've already got, you know, the, the, um, I call it a spec motor, and they Elmore, yeah, you know Elmore, and, and and you know you've got a you've got a, a tire that that is isn't overly expensive. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think honestly you could make the cost a whole lot less, you know, expensive mm-hmm. and and still have quality. Um, I think the the problem overall is that I think the series in general costs too much, and unfortunately, I'm not seeing the fix for that. I, I don't think. Yeah. From what I'm hearing um, of what the plan is for 2020, I'm not I'm not seeing where that's really going to change too much. So yeah, I'm you know, not sure about that. It either. just is what it is. Um, but at any rate, uh, I think Jacob that uh, we could safely say that Todd Gilliland now has the shot that he needed to hopefully go into Dover, get back in the truck. And go right up front and contend for a win.
2: Yes. The good news here is we're going into Dover, and the winner of the last four truck series races is not entered. No Kyle Busch this weekend. (laughs) Brandon Jones will be in the 51 truck, and that is a very, very good thing for everybody else involved because well, it means we 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 might actually have a shot at getting a, a, a series winner i mean i know brandon's been close to a couple of a couple of victories he's say, in his own right I, i'm not but um, i've not seen anything out of brandon that particularly impresses me yet this year either that's a debate we can have at another time but uh coming up in just a minute we're going to hear from, from our menard series winner
1: we'll talk with todd right around the turn you're listening to the stock car show presented by our good friends at hms motorsport the leaders of motorsport safety find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com
5: media sales professionals with agency experience if you're frustrated with your current position unrealistic quotas and inept management if you're a sales machine and you simply will not take no as an acceptable reply if you're looking for a rapidly growing company with unlimited sales potential for commissions in the hundreds of thousands of dollars if you're searching for a high-tech forward-looking laid-back but extremely professional organization who appreciate your skills and dedication we have your next opportunity scorpion radio group is building a sales team of self-starters who are motivated your imagination is the only limit here call 717-749-0444 or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com that's
2: 717-749-0444 and ask for soup. How to deal with someone who says
6: that's so gay. Outsmart them.
8: This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse
6: me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice.
8: Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally.
2: When you say, that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off.
1: Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do... Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financially it is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu.
9: Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today, and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
4: Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Wrong winner, Randy.
3: I don't have his, sir, or else I would play it. Yeah, well, it's in we'll there somewhere. Sure. We'll yeah, we'll,
1: we'll make sure you make sure you <laughs> find it. At any rate, let's uh let's get our most most recent easy for you series to say yeah. <laughs> out of the uh, pit area and let him go full throttle with us as we come back to the stock car show presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsports safety we welcome todd Gilliland back to the program yeah, we're always. glad he's back too yeah been uh, too long actually always a pleasure to have todd on and uh, congratulations buddy that was a uh, an impressive performance the other night and it had to be just a little bit of redemption and a bit of a confidence boost to be able to go out and do that.
13: Yes, for sure. Um, you now, my confidence has definitely been beat down over the last year when we haven't won. And um, in the media center, they said it's been a year and 12 days since uh, oh, wow. first the last year when we won the k race. So uh, a lot of fun to be back.
2: That was me that reminded you of that, by the way. So uh, I'll I'll, I'll take full credit for that one. Um, What was this race like? I mean, obviously we talked, you know, we watched at Daytona. I think that was that had the air of a little bit more of a crazy race. And and you and you and Harrison kind of went at it in the draft there at the end. But you were really able to take control of this race about at the midpoint uh, right after that round of pit stops on Friday. I mean, how was the feel for you? at Talladega different than maybe what it was at Daytona?
13: Yeah, you know, we had the same exact um, Frontline Enterprises Toyota Camry that we had at Daytona that we did at Talladega, and uh, I think that really shows what, well, why we were all so frustrated with finishing second. Um, that thing was incredibly fast, and um, just a lot of fun to drive in the draft. You know, it's uh, when you're relying on other people, it's really hard, and you can get yourself in trouble, but Uh, I feel like a lot of people wanted to work with us that day. So that's what it's all about is bringing a fast car from the shop and then um, executing in the draft and, like you said, on, on pit road, getting us out in the lead. So all that stuff was really important.
1: Can you explain to our audience from the driving perspective what it's like to run on a super speedway like that in the draft? Because it looks to us like those cars, trucks, whatever it is, they're just constantly jumping around and moving around. And yet, you know, you guys make it look so easy, but it seems like it just would be a real handful for an hour or three.
13: Yes. Uh, in practice, you'd roll out there by yourself and you'd think it's going to be super easy, but the second that green flag drops and you're, um, you know, 40 cars deep in the pack, it's uh, it's definitely a handful. Uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing you see on the mile and a half uh, truck races. It's, uh, if you get behind someone, you get really tight because you don't have any air in your truck. And, um, that's the hard part about being in a, a super speedway is you want to be where there's no air because that's the biggest draft, but also where your truck, uh, or car handles the worst. So, uh, you know, when you put it like that, it, uh, it definitely makes people realize a little bit more that. Uh, there's also some give and take in the situations you put yourself in.
2: I feel like there was a lot of give and take in that ARCA race that you won on Friday, particularly in the run before you took the lead because things changed for you uh, so quickly. Um, we, we referenced before we brought you on that it was it was a bit of a shorter field than what we had at Daytona, and it just seemed like it was tougher to, to make runs and to get any energy going in the draft. I mean, what what was that experience like for you before you got to the lead? I know, obviously, once you're out front, it was a lot easier to defend when there weren't the runs coming from behind you. But how tough was it when you were back there, you know, fourth or fifth in line and and maybe trying to get a run going?
13: Yeah, I tried, you know, 90% of the the race at the beginning part to – just pick them off one at a time. And I had so much trouble with that. Uh, Even at the back of a eight car pack and single file on the bottom, you know, I'd get huge runs and side draft them as hard as I could. And I could still never quite clear them. So, um, you know, after I was doing that for so long and I'd make a little bit of progress and then get hung outside on one car and go all the way back to the, you know, eighth place at the back of that pack was, um, was definitely hard for me, but like I said, once I got up to the lead, I, I knew what it was going to take to to be able to pass me, so that um, made me feel a little bit better in um, the moves that I was going to have to be able to see them do to to maybe get that energy built
2: up. Was there any point during that final lap that you, you thought to yourself maybe the run was coming, or were you pretty confident for, for most of that last lap that they weren't going to be able to get to you?
13: When I crossed the start finish line to get the white flag, I was really confident, because uh riley was a few car lengths off of me and behind him they were too wide with you know quite a ways back and then uh it's crazy how fast that stuff happens me and riley were were out by ourselves and then they got back formed up behind us and you know they pulled right back up to our bumpers and riley actually ended up getting a little bit of a run coming through the trial so um you know it's something that i was definitely watching my spotter eddie DeHunt hunt did a really really good job all race um you know about teaching me and if I made a good move, he'd tell me. If I didn't made a bad move, he'd tell me. So that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, it came down to the end. He had my back.
1: Eddie is one of the best spotters ever, in my opinion. And I think this was your first time working with him, wasn't it? Yes, sir. What What was that like for you? Because, like you said, he is, to me, a professor and he's so good at teaching younger drivers and just keeping them calm. What was it like for you to have him up on the box? It was a lot of
13: fun. Uh in practice his accent is really heavy. That's the first thing you'll notice <laughs> about him. But at the same time you you can't tell if he's about to fall asleep or just really relax. So that that's always a good thing also, you know. He's just so calm on the radio. It's it's really cool. Um, you know, the whole last lap even when they were trying to mount a run on us, it was uh, you know, all you could hear was felt like he was out on the beach. Um, so that's always a, a really good thing to have in your ear is someone who doesn't get excited and Um, at the same time keeps you uh, in the game but not making silly mistakes
2: it was a really big weekend actually for eddie on the whole, he won the arc race on friday with todd and then went out and uh, won a cup series race on sunday with chase elliott so a a great weekend i know as you referenced tom it was your first time working with him um you know when you guys were starting to work together and, and get a feel for each other in practice what 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 was the biggest thing that you noticed maybe compared to spotters that you worked with in the past um, as far as working with Eddie? Was there something that stuck out when you guys started to get that cadence together?
13: I just feel like you can tell right away when you roll out in a, a pack in practice that um, you know you really have a, a clear picture of what's around you. And um, When I had uh, Chris Lambert as my spotter last year, uh, he was amazing at super speedways also. And, yeah, he is. Um, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot with him too. So it reminded me a lot of similar styles between those two, um, of, of listening and, and really having a really good idea of what was going on around me and, uh, things I could do from you know, even three car lengths back to three car lengths in front of me. So that's what it's all about is just, uh, knowing your surroundings, even if there's nothing you can do about it, that, uh, either you're in trouble or you're in a good position
2: if you're just joining us here on the stock car show presented by hms motorsport we are on the strutmasters.com hotline talking with arca menard series winner from talladega super speedway todd gilliland and shot in the arm indeed Uh, we i know a lot of people were talking about it todd this basically finally being a step in the right direction and getting back to victory lane um you know I know the party was was pretty special, but how big a relief was it, you know, for those who weren't there on Friday to to hear you after the race, to get this win, to get back, to have the celebration, and to know, hey, we still can do this as a team.
13: Yes, uh, you know, for a while there, I don't want to say winning was almost easy, but it, I mean, it almost was. In K and N, we just would go out there every week, and I knew we'd have a shot at the win if not, we'd finish second or third, and we'd be right there every single week, and, um, you know, after the the last year, being able to move up to trucks, it was obviously an amazing challenge that I was ready for, and it's only getting harder from here, but, um, you know, it definitely is a lot different uh, pace, and, you know, it's all things that you take for granted, but also at the same time, you you really enjoy the challenge, so it's uh, just about adapting at the right times, and Um, Yeah, but definitely getting back in victory lane and um, just knowing what it takes to win. Because after a while, I feel like you almost forget. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you you always know that you can do it in your heart. But, um, you know, once uh, everyone else sees that you can do it and uh, even who you're racing against is always a good thing.
2: Your dad was in the media center with you after the race on Friday as well. And I know yeah, he was a, a very strong super speedway racer in his own right and uh, and had you know some qualifying success and some strong runs uh, um particularly you know, particularly notable probably the one at talladega a few years back yep. with david reagan where he ran second what kind of advice was he able to give you for these two races this year at daytona and talladega that you, you leaned on through the weekend
13: uh a lot of people say you know to stay right on the bottom and I was expecting him to say that too you know, just to his son being smart, but he actually told me, just you know, pay attention to what's actually going on at the beginning of the race if you're stuck on the bottom, and um you know see what the outside lane is really taking to get to the front, and um you know it's really not much different from the outside, the outside's almost safer, so um you know just about putting yourself in the right position but making sure it's the the right position before you do it um being patient at the same time and uh, obviously, making it to the end—you know—that's one of the—that's what everyone says. You got to make it to the end to win the race, and it's a lot easier said than done. So, mm-hmm. uh, just staying out of trouble.
2: Patience was the buzzword you know, across the board. I know you referenced that he's taught you to be patient, not just in super speedway racing, but really, you've had to be patient this whole last year, haven't you? With with just enduring the the change over to the trucks and the bad luck in the trucks and really even the bad luck since that K&N win at Bristol a year ago just to get back to this point it's been an exercise in patience it feels like
13: for sure there's so many races last year that we're you know on, on the same straightaway of winning and um you know that goes for K&N ARCA and trucks so uh, I feel like there's a lot of races we could have won and maybe even should have but we uh, we didn't so in those times you just got to stay strong and, um, you know, for whatever reason, you just got to look at the things that, that you did. It really made me pay attention to more of the things I was doing as a driver that mm-hmm. put us in the good positions as well as the bad positions. Yeah. Cause that's all you, that's all I can control. So, right. um, you know, being patient with the people I'm surrounded with and um, at the same time trying to make everyone better.
2: How do you feel like, uh, to, to kind of shift gears from the ARCA side to the truck side for a couple minutes, how, how do you feel like you guys are sitting on the truck side right now with, with your number four team getting ready to to get back at it finally this weekend at Dover? Um, and it seems like at least the last, you know, the last two or three races, you guys have started to build some momentum with a couple of top tens at least, and maybe starting to find where things were clicking at, like they were at the end of last year.
13: Yeah, that's what we, we've we been sitting down talking about saying is just, um, you know, at some point there's just different steps and right now we'd be happy to just get back to the top five and, uh, you know, run consistently there like we were in the middle part of last year. So uh, and once you get there you can you can start looking for uh, what it's going to take to get that last extra bit to start winning consistent races and um, you know at least leading a lot of laps like we were so uh you know there's different steps to be taken but um, you know right now it's just about finishing races I've made a lot of bad mistakes and uh taking us out of contention to win some and um, you know even some good finishes so I think just putting together entire races and then Uh, From there, you can dissect uh, why one part or another wasn't uh, exactly right, but, uh, you know, finishing them off.
2: You you finished them off Friday. You're hoping to finish them off again this Friday. What, you know, what's got you optimistic? What do you like about going to Dover and racing there?
13: One thing is that we ran really well there last year. Um, I think we qualified third, and we were running top three all day, and then, uh we had an alternator problem, and our batteries started to die and uh, right. and then we only got it to we only got it changed with about twenty five laps to go and we were a lap down and we got the lucky doggo and we ended up finishing tenth I think that day so um so the results don't show it, but I feel like we're gonna have speed when we go back there. Uh, a lot has changed since then, obviously, but at the same time we know uh what we had and and where we are now, so mm-hmm. hopefully we're a little bit better than then, and we can contend for a win and. Um, you know, but Dover's really fast, takes your breath away, and uh, you know maybe it's just I'm um, not smart enough or what. But that place is a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> is this an opportunity race, considering the boss isn't in it for the first time in four races? Yeah, uh,
13: obviously we've learned a lot with him racing these trucks. Uh, he knows everything about them. I feel like he could basically crew chief anything he's in at any time. So uh, that's really cool. Just listen to him uh, break down his vehicle days racing and um you know i think everyone at cali Bush motorsports really uh obviously takes advantage of that and mm-hmm. hopefully we can carry on the rest of the season but um i feel like every race is an opportunity to race i feel like we can unload and have a shot at to win any week but it's about the weekends that we don't have a shot to to make the most of it
2: uh you mentioned uh frontline earlier on your arca car i know there's a, a long list of partners both on the arca side for you this year and the uh gander outdoors truck series side uh, here's a minute before we let you go to uh, say thanks to the partners that helped get you to the racetrack todd you've
13: yeah, got to thank um obviously frontline enterprises toyota on uh, the arca side and the jbl mobile one and um know everyone at kbm for for all the support over the last year and uh, finishing out this year strong, hopefully uh, makes to the playoffs and make a championship run out of it.
2: You're in the playoffs right now. Sitting 8th.
13: True. Hopefully we get a little bit better. We're locked in with a win by then.
2: Absolutely.
1: I was going to say, I think what he no. really wants no, is no, to he win No, and get he wants in to and, win in. And we are certainly hoping for that as well for you, Todd. We appreciate you taking some time to chat with us this evening, and we look forward to hopefully having you back uh, in and amongst us very soon to have some fun on a future show. Good luck in the uh, Truck Series race at Dover, my friend.
13: Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on.
1: That's Todd Gilliland, And as we uh, step aside to break, we will transition. When we come back, we'll have a Cross couple of legs. more faces in the uh, studio with us. We've got uh, Matt Davey and Luke Akers getting set to join us. We're going to talk some Allison Legacy series uh racing for those of you not familiar with that the name allison yes it is from that family we'll tell you all about it when we come back more of the stock car show presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety when we return
5: or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. How to be a
6: great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. (sighs) Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today.
5: If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Louis Meineke Car Care Center,
11: rev up your career. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
8: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov/the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
9: Hi, I'm Noah Grayson, and you're listening to Motorsports
6: Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network.
1: Welcome back. As we start our second hour of uh, the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. That first hour went in a hurry. It did. It really did. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined by Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport. Hi. We've got Randy Miller and Chris Murdoch over there behind the glass. And uh, we've got a couple of dads in the studio hanging out, watching their sons um, appear on the program, both uh, in video form and audio form. To my left is matthew davey and to jacob's right over there is um luke acres and both racers uh came out of the bandolero division here in the carolinas area and are now racing in what's called the allison legacy series and if you're listening to or watching this and wondering well is that the racing allisons that we know so well bobby and donnie bobby and donnie well Yes, it actually is the Allison family who started that series. Um, and it was started as a way, obviously, for, uh, you know, younger racers to be able to get some experience in a, smaller version of a full-size stock car the legacy cars are essentially the same in terms of suspension and such though obviously not quite as technologically advanced as today's cup cars but um you know very similar and obviously they look very similar i think it, what is it three quarters i think three it's a, scale. It's a yeah. three-quarter 3 yeah. series scale yeah so um we'll start with with matthew you've been racing now in that series for what a couple of years
10: yeah this will be my uh, third year in the series third year okay
1: so you're actually in your third year of the series uh you've already got a win this year uh yes sir second win of your the second win of uh, the career. Lake's yeah career. second yeah, win yeah. in that series um and you are from where
10: mooresville north carolina but originally from uh lake Havasu city arizona yeah
1: okay so you are uh you you are actually among the drivers who made the transition over here in order to pursue your racing career, and you're now up in the Legacy Series, and that series, incidentally, if you want sort of some comparisons or some past history of drivers who come out of that series i was
2: gonna say i've got i've got the list here you want to look go at, ahead uh, yeah if you got the list you absolutely. can read some of them off. so if, if you want to look down the list of champions and think uh are there are there drivers who have used this to eventually get to the top level oh, of the yes. Sport? oh yes oh yes Regan Smith won the title in 99, went on to a a Cup Series win, and now is actually with the uh, NASCAR on Box broadcast team. Chad McCombie spent some time in NASCAR, won back-to-back titles in 01 and 02. 2011 Daytona 500 champion Trevor Bain won the title in 05. Both of the Racing Hill brothers, Timmy and Tyler, won titles. Timmy did it in 09. uh, Brother Tyler did it in 2011. They both spent time in the top three series, and actually, Timmy just recently started a uh, Gander Outdoors Truck Series team he did. that his yeah. brother is going to drive for That's this weekend cool. at Dover. That's exciting. And then probably the uh, most notable recent name to come out of the Allison Legacy Series did it by winning, oh gosh, I think 15 of 17 races, some yep. crazy number Something like that. Longer. In 2012, John Hunter Niemicek just destroyed him the year he won the championship, I think, as a 12-year-old at that point. Uh, Devin O'Connell, another one who won a championship. Yeah. He did it in
1: 2014 and is running past North this year. And the interesting thing for me um, with with that list, and, you know, you guys obviously know – of most of those names i mean when you look at john hunter i can remember um i was doing a lot of the um the old cars tour races when it was still the offshoot of fooders pro cup before they went to the late model format right um in i think 2000. 12 and th- or 13 I think it was actually yeah. and I I interviewed John Hunter a number of times in Victory Lane and of course uh-huh. you, you know he was just a little guy then and you look at him now he was, a, he's, you know, he's a,
2: a slightly less little
1: guy oh no he's he, well
2: yeah he's he's, he's taller. as tall as
1: me yeah which he's, he's not taller than tall, I am. But. um but you know, it's just it's it's so much fun to see the progression. So, you know when I when I look at the two of you and Luke, this is your first year in the series, yes, yes, sir. I wanted to
2: ask him right off. You know, what's been your experience as far as adjusting to how the Legacy car drives compared to the Bandolero? I know we we've heard his answer to this before. I want to see how yours compares to it.
9: Oh, it's it's completely different. I mean, the car rolls more. You have more of a car feel, and you know Bandolero is more momentum based. Whereas this, you know, you can get away with certain different lines and how the car feels is tight and loose.
2: Did he nail it, Matt? Just just
1: about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> what I said, it's, yeah. it's a very realistic feel, I mm-hmm. think, for, you know, moving on to, you know, the, the, the higher, heavier stock cars even still. Um, and you guys run on some interesting tracks. I mean, you got Hickory. Um, you know, you just came off of a run at Dillon. Um you know, the tracks that these cars run on vary from really tight little bullring ring kind of tracks to some of the larger uh, short tracks in the area. Um, I'll start with Luke on this one. Favorite track that you enjoy the most?
9: Man, I don't know. I think as of now, Tri-County has got to be.
1: I See, I knew somebody was going to say that. Do you agree or disagree? I think I know where he's going with
10: this. Uh, my favorite would still be Myrtle Beach B-Way.
2: Myrtle Beach. That's See, not where I thought you were going with that. I figured you'd say Orange County. What's that's, interesting that's to me about favorite. that okay, is,
1: yeah. is, is to me, Myrtle Beach feels like it's too big for the series. It feels like you guys kind of just hit the gas and really, do you lift there? I
10: mean. um, they're The slightly lift going in the turn three, yeah. but other than that, you're fourth all the way around. Yeah. I mean, you, we don't hit fifth gear. You're still running fourth gear, but I mean, it's a big track run, 20-lap race. But, I mean, I love it. It's, you're out there on the beach, so we like to go. I mean, my family, we plan ahead to go a few days early, so we spend time at the beach. And by the time race day hits, we prepare and just go out there and race some Myrtle Beach beauty.
1: What a great idea. Yeah. Go a few days early and spend time at the beach. Okay, so, um, so Myrtle Beach for you. Um, what what do you think so far about the the Legacy car? Are you excited now that you've run a Couple of races in it. I mean, the transition out of the Bandolero. I mean, uh, it doesn't feel like it would be a huge change, but it feels like it certainly would be a significant change in terms of even just the spatial judgment on some of these bigger tracks.
9: Yes, sir. I mean, I'm real excited about this season. We just come off of a second place, and you know, we're trying our hardest to do what we can, and you know, we have a promising future in the series.
1: Most people go to the Legends cars out of the. Um, out of the Bandoleros, yeah. and you guys both went to the Legacy Series. I'll give both of you a chance to answer this. You first, why?
9: Well, some of it's affordability. Okay. And um, just the handling, it is more of a car, even though the downside is it's not as powerful as the Legends car, but it helps more of an experience-wise, you know, being able, seeing where your car is in a full body to somebody else.
10: Matthew? Um, you know, there's more opportunity. I've I've been in a band of for eight years, and, you know, I felt like if I was going to stay in a legend, I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. And um, I tested the legend about three years ago in December, and they got a lot of horsepower, and I I do like the legend. I would love to somewhat race it this this year in the summer shootout. We'll we'll see what we can do. But, you know, I just feel like there's a better opportunity in this legacy series. I mean, it's a great program to start learning because it's the lower level, of real NASCAR stock car racing and you know that's where you, you learn all the ins and outs of it. You know, you learn how to talk on the radio with a spotter. Within the band though you don't have a radio, you just have the race receiver and you listen to the race director. So I think by moving into the legacy program from the band though it's just a greater opportunity for all the racers that are in it.
2: It's a lot of different skill sets, isn't it, that you yeah. get to to apply and really understand. And I know the races aren't necessarily long distance races, but it's a longer distance race than than what you've either of you have had in the bandoleros so it does give you an opportunity to you know experience what that car feels like with fall off and everything else over the course of a longer run
10: yeah with the with coming from the bando to the legacy i mean like luke said i mean momentum is what counts because you know you race the bando i mean it's just all momentum there's there's no front suspension you just have your suspension and I think for myself, the Bando was actually a lot harder to drive than the Legend because the Legend had front suspension there using muscle strength to turn the Bando at at least 60 80 miles an hour, especially at Sharp much with the tight turns. As they you transition to Legacy car, where it's a full size, quarter scale car, and you know, there's, you you, you got to drive these cars, and you know, you, there's more physical and mental strength going into the series, and it's just a lot. More opportunities. You guys are both
1: athletes too, so that makes a difference. You were, um, will still are, I guess. No, you yeah. actually finished now uh, wrestling.
10: Yeah, I finished wrestling my junior year of high school. I'm in yeah, my stretch home stretch of senior year.
8: Yeah, and
1: so you were wrestling. You're a football player, right? Yes, so, sir. Football, um, basketball. You know that that obviously keeps you in shape for for running these cars. Um, I, I'm sure wrestling, especially the stamina of that, that's kind of um, you know, and and so. With with the Legacy car and the tracks that you run, what are some of the tracks maybe that you would like? Is
10: there a track that the Legacy series doesn't run that you would like to run with that series? Um, The one track that I haven't heard that I haven't ran in a while was actually Tri-County was one of them because the last time they raced there was back in 2012. And another one would be Florence is one that I would really c- curious like to run, but I haven't heard much of what the Allisons are going to do. You know, schedule-wise, yeah. and I'm um, hopefully they'll add some more races like this year. I'm hoping they'll add Concord. You know, we had a race earlier this year. Orange County was canceled on the 13th because of the weather. So I'm um, hopefully they'll either reschedule that for Orange County or hopefully add some races. You know, like Concord or Florence, other. Yeah, you know, just mainly schedule wise
2: yeah mother nature has not been a race fan this year <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> frankie lyons in our chat the 11 is coming for y'all yeah we know who that is uh thank you for uh ch- checking our uh, checking the show out frankie we hope you'll stay with us uh and and come back often yeah we've got uh, more we got more to come here
2: Randy's about to throw something at us.
1: Yeah, we need to take a break. That's where I was trying to go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So let's do that. I'll keep you on track. I Yeah, we appreciate that. (laughs) More of Matt and Luke and uh, more of the Stock Car Show when we return. Stay with us.
0: For the people in our military, it's a time of sacrifice and duty. That's why all four military aid societies have joined together to form the Armed Forces Relief Trust to help military families cope with financial and medical emergencies at home. With so many serving overseas, the need is greater than ever. You can learn more and donate at www.afrtrust.org. A message from the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
8: In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly?
6: After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well,
8: you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in one miles.
11: Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake
1: up! You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem, and no excuses, because it's not rocket science, it's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. mycomputercareer.edu, that's
11: mycomputercareer.edu. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema and half of them don't know they have this disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD.
6: Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports.
1: Cole custard, uh, doing. What did you? What did you? I want you need to tell this story, Jacob, because there's a there's kind of a running joke that everybody makes the play on the name to be cold custard. Yes, including me. Yeah, and so uh, finally, Cole decided to have a little fun with that apparently it's
2: not it's not just having a little bit fun it, it of a little bit of fun i should say <laughs> easy for you to yeah say. it is a legitimate thing he released this on twitter on april 19th it is cole custer's cold custard review Oh, so he's actually going to different. He's going to a cold custard shop and reviewing the
1: custard. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you where he needs to go. Um, and we talked about it on our show a few weeks yes, ago. Yes, we did. After, you, you learned what I you learned what I've known for after, a while. After uh, Chris and I got back from the cars tour race uh, that we went to up in Orange County, there's a place in um I think it is it Hillsborough? I want to say yes. Um called Wits Frozen Custard. I also have found out since, and Chris and I have been there, uh-huh. there's one in Davidson right near us, just outside of Mooresville, and there's one down in Concord. Yes,
10: there is.
1: Witz Frozen Custards, their milkshake, chocolate milkshakes, are amazing. So Cole Custer, if you're listening to this show, go to either the Concord or the Davidson Witz Frozen Custard, review it i promise you it'll be five stars or i don't know what cole's handing out for uh review but um if you're a fan of custards and you're anywhere near a wit's frozen custard just go you'll thank us later and no we're not being paid for that that was an unsolicited testimonial but um there, there's nothing i enjoy more on a nice hot day than a cold chocolate milkshake and uh they are the best i 've ever had, I, I honestly, I think they put Dairy Queen to shame, so um, that's uh, that's my unsolicited review, but I thought that was I just thought it was funny that Cole finally did something with that because uh, i've always thought that was pretty cool. Oh, it was great, okay, so I want to give Luke a chance to answer the same question I asked Matthew in the last segment we're talking about the Allison Legacy series, and I want to give luke to an- the, the same chance to answer the question of okay. Is there a track that is not on the current schedule for the Legacy Series
9: that you would like to see them run at? What, to surprise, Bowman Gray. Bowman Gray. You know, I say just throw on some bodies and go at it. Matthew's smiling over
1: here.
10: I say, yeah, throw, throw oh, on some Bowman, bodies well, and go at it. Both of y'all ran Bowman Gray in the bando, didn't you? I did. Actually, uh, no, I didn't. We were going to run it in 2014. And it rained? It rained out. And uh, we were gonna run it it's 20, not the first time. And then I was going to run it in 2015 and sixteen, but my dad wanted me to save the car for the Bandolero Nationals. That's years. probably yeah, a yeah, wise right. decision,
1: yeah. Dad. Um, last time I went there, was it was probably, I want to say it was either 12 or 13, and it was the year that the Legends cars, what class? It must have been the Young Lions. It was already. It was already. I mean, it was. It was sprinkling, and it, we, we, You just knew. You looked at the sky and went, "It's going to downpour." They. They actually put the cars on the track. I'm not sure why they did. They threw the green, and it downpoured, and they went into turn one, and much like the All Star race, they all wrecked.
2: Hang on, That's you got to do it with
1: Kenny Wallace. They went into turn one, and all the cars wrecked. Yeah, that's basically (laughs) what happened. So um, good decision, probably not to. uh, But that would be interesting. How would the Legacies handle on a flat track like that? I mean, you run some fairly flat tracks now, but I mean— I would think that would be an interesting... You'd have to really loosen those cars up a lot, I would With the
10: speeds these cars go, I'd probably just run maybe second and third. I I don't think we could hit fourth gear at all. Might might as well just drift it around. Would
1: be an interesting... I think that would be an interesting thing to do to see them go to...
9: Especially with the setup, I guess, is how fast you want to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that would be fun. Okay, so um, I want to give the fans who are listening to and watching the show a chance to... Um, to get to know you guys better so i thought we would do a little bit of um, favorite things and see where this goes these are a few of my favorite things very nice jacob thank you for that little segue (laughs) um and okay so i'll start with matthew favorite toppings on the pizza pepperoni that's it simple just pepperoni good boy luke
9: pepperoni and mushroom oh he he equally good boy
1: (laughs) are you a mushroom fan or no
9: yeah, a little bit.
1: Okay. Depends on the day. I'm not yeah. no mushrooms for oh, me. Sausage. I do like the pepperoni, th- sausage. Pepperoni, there we go. Sausage. See, I'm a meat toppings yeah, guy. Yeah. I anything you can I'm the meat lovers kind of guy. Um that's why I look like I do. Um okay, I favorite 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 flavor of ice cream.
10: Vanilla. Chocolate.
1: There. I knew, it was, I, <laughs> I knew I, we I knew we could debate. get him to disagree on something. Okay. Okay,
2: Jimmy Johnson.
1: Okay. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> favorite music, real quick. Uh, Favorite? rock and roll. Rock and roll.
10: About the same. Oh,
1: no country for either of you. I'm from the. City. You listen to a lot of Christian, though.
10: Yeah. Yes, you. do I'm Not much of a country person. Yeah, you
1: listen to a lot of Christian. I was gonna music.
2: say he's from Arizona. He
1: he didn't know what country was growing up.
10: Yeah. Like how? How I don't know.
1: I think there's some country fans out in Arizona somewhere. I mean, I don't think that. I, Not I, him.
2: I see. I know him. I know him well enough for that. You
1: get you get out toward that area and you start talking about old-fashioned country and western, which to me was the real country music. Okay. Um, let's see. What else can we do here? Okay. Uh, most embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh no, Luke.
9: Um, had to be in a class presentation. Uh oh, and I completely lost what my thought was, and had no clue what I was saying. Just speaking gibberish to the whole class. Did you get an A? No. (laughs) (laughs) At
1: least he's honest. His train of thought jumped the tracks. Matthew?
10: I'd probably be doing one of my school plays. I forgot one of the lines, so I had to think and think of an improv line. Did you get close? I got it, but I was like, oh, what am I supposed to say? Because I looked at my my co-star She's like, say something. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) That's when you look and go, okay, something. Yeah, I want to say And and then I said, oh, say something. And I was like, that's not the line. (laughs) And I've forgotten my line. (laughs) Have you
1: (laughs) you ever been in a situation like that?
9: I have. We actually, in kindergarten, we had this um, Thanksgiving thing, and I was one of the um, chiefs or whatever, and I had to say one line, completely lost it. (laughs) lost the guys in
1: laughing or just lost the line Uh,
9: both
2: oh okay (laughs) so if if anybody wasn't watching the top of the show tonight one of my most embarrassing moments was well five minutes in
1: yeah well and and, and we're not looking if if you didn't see it just simply wait till the show's over go back on the facebook live race chaser media facebook live go about uh, three four minutes and just watch the build up Or, or, or or don't my i actually i'll tell you my most embarrassing moment and it wasn't funny at all except that i was laughing uproariously i was doing i was a news director and this the the news studio that i sit in um directly faced the um actual morning show host the, the main board so i'm looking at him the entire time and i'm reading this news story and for no reason whatsoever I guess Jim decided that he wanted to really mess me up, so he took a pencil, and he just shot it, and it hit square in front of me in the window, and he had the goofiest look on his face. Now, here's the worst part. I'm in the middle of reading a news story about something bad that happened in Russia. And I completely oh lost it and broke up laughing, and I couldn't stop. Oh. I mean, I oh. literally stumbled through the rest of the newscast. And, wow. you know, the station owner was kind of like, what was going That's on rough. there? I'm like he threw a pencil it just you know i mean it's like what and i what was i, I supposed to do yeah i yelled at him afterward i'm like don't do that to me anymore <laughs> now i'm reading the news If you want to mess me up in the middle of my show that he produced that's fine have a little fun but not during a newscast I yeah mean, especially not in that situation but that's what happens when you're live sometimes things just you know or somebody will will do something like that we're always afraid that randy's going to throw something at us from the production chair over there he has um,
2: actually thrown something something at me once or twice. Yeah.
1: Um so we keep very careful track of when our breaks are coming up. We have uh yes. Tim Thompson in our chat says Hey, Luke, from Grant Thompson. Good luck in the future, man. Um, so Grant says hi. Uh, Thank you, Grant.
9: Congrats on your wins.
1: Yes. Grant is on a roll in that truck series. And uh, we actually had Grant on, on our uh, Motorsports Bandit a, month ago, a yeah. few weeks ago. He was fantastic. Yep. Just a fantastic guest. That was enjoyable. Guest. Yeah. It's fun to have you guys on um, and, and to have uh, to see the future of motorsports. And I think both of you guys are very, very talented. Your next race out is where?
10: It's Hickory uh, Hickory Motorsports on May 11th. Okay, and obviously not for you cars, as well. No, not not with the Cars Tour It's the week after the
1: Cars Tour. I was going to say the Cars Tour. Well, no, the Oh no, they moved Cars Tour is yeah. May the yeah, 3rd. Yeah, that's right. 8th.
2: I'm so I'm so used, see I'm so used to this coming weekend being the traditional yeah. first Cars Tour race at Hickory. It's that that's thrown <laughs> me off yeah for sure well Um, we're
1: we're it's we're we're not done with you guys so don't leave after this is over because we're going to go we're going to go into the next segment and kind of get you guys involved and then we got to have you do a little something but i don't want to forget to do this so while we got about a minute and a half who would you like to thank who helps you make it happen
10: who makes it happen is uh cwr chris woods racing repair chrissy woods um my dad my mom my brother uh Jeff Madonka, who is also a mechanic, but unfortunately he has to work so he couldn't be able to come to some of the races and you know my parents are my biggest supporters throughout my whole racing career, and I wouldn't be here today without them. My dad has sacrificed a lot for driving all through all the races, and my mom has done the same, but unfortunately, she's always home working, but I know she's out there supporting me, and so is my brother. but you know to have my dad just be there for me through all my racing is just one of the greatest things I could have and just my mom all through it all. I mean, just my family is my one thing that I care about the most. And they're my biggest supporters and, you know, all my friends. And just the Lord for keeping me safe through all the races. And you know, I wouldn't be here without my dad or my mom. And Chris was racing repaired. Give me a great car.
1: We'll give you a chance to do the same when we come back around the turn because we got to step aside. Otherwise, Randy will hit us with a projectile. We'll be back <laughs> with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport right after this.
5: It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion.
8: Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled.
4: Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner
6: time.
8: What, what? No!
12: do what you have to to
5: make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts even on short drives never give up until they buckle up a message from the national highway traffic safety administration and the ad council visit safercar.gov slash up for more information
12: you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes, on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com.
4: Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network.
1: You know, we mentioned projectiles in the last uh, segment as we went to break. And and then we had a Matt Tift reentry. It reminded me on Sunday that uh, Matt Tift wound, it, wound up with a projectile in his front grill that was actually the fuel. No, pan, or the, no, uh, the radiator pan. Radiator pan, I should say. Not the fuel pan. From um, his teammate's car, Michael McTowell. Um, not the way that you want to... If you're uh, front row motorsports, not the way that you want to have two of your cars end yeah. up um, with a bad finish. But uh, I thought all three of those cars were going to actually end up with a chance at a top five to top ten finish. They were quick. Um, and that's pretty um, that 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 was pretty bad. That was odd. It's just not something you see all the time. But it took Correct. them quite a while to get it. Get that. Uh, get that squared away welcome back to the stock car show tom baker jacob sealman along with randy miller and chris murdoch and we're joined uh still by matthew davey and luke akers who are both drivers in the allison legacy series um and i want to give before we go to the next uh part here i want to give uh, luke a chance to do what i gave matt a chance to do in the last segment which is tell us who makes it happen for you because well, it's pretty all, important
9: First of all, i got to thank Kevin Campbell. He uh, wanted me to say this, but he's the best crew chief out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it's did a whistle, you, you can't see you again. <laughs> no, nah, I, I mean, he sets them up in it really fast. But uh, i got to thank Tar Heel Arcadia Q, uh, Yak and River Pork Skins, 10K Productions, Mom and Dad, and uh, really everybody who supports me. Uh, it's been a really good journey, I like to say, and everybody that we meet. So I'd like to give a thanks back to them. Okay, so um, where would you like your next step to be if there could be a um, next step for you? Definitely late models. Yeah, that's the goal right now. So. Okay, all right, Matthew.
10: About the same late models. And okay, running the Super Pass series.
9: The
1: oh, Pass Super Late Model yeah. Series. Yeah, yeah. Um, not too many of those races now. It's under a different sanction though. But they do, they do still have a Super Late Model Series down here. Besides cars, um, and we can talk about the car series a little later, Jacob, because mm-hmm. they've got a pretty big race coming up um, this coming Friday that we should mention two races for a little bit. One um, Friday, one Saturday. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a split weekend for them. Yep. So we'll talk. We'll talk cars tour before we end the show. But uh, okay, so I want to I want to talk with you guys both while you're on the show about some of the things we talk about. While we're typically on the show because you guys as young drivers obviously look up to um, the the drivers in the divisions above you. And, you know, NASCAR in particular, is there a driver that you look up to the most in the NASCAR? Um, I'm just going to open it up to any of the three series, but, you know, particularly, I guess, the Cup Series. Is there a driver that you would like to emulate or that you look up to the most?
10: I look up to Martin Truex Jr., I look at him as an idol character in NASCAR and, you know, with that small team he was on, French race. And you know, from Martin coming over adversity and all the tough challenges he's faced to get to where he's at now. I know his girlfriend, you know, with cancer. and Yeah. She, her fighting through that is the greatest thing. And I was, uh, three years ago, me and my dad went to the 600, and Martin started from the pole and led 392 laps. And, <laughs> you know, that was one of my greatest moments there. With him and I've always looked him looked up to him and you know him winning the championship in 2017 was the greatest thing he's ever done. He's he's worked so hard to get to where he's at now and you know he fell short in one spot in the 2018 championship finals, but he was able to overcome that and you know having him the transfer to Joe Gibbs Racing is really cool and to get his first short track win is something that was emotional to him because he's worked hard for that and you know, like up to him is that is where I want to be when I get older and hopefully pursue my career and make it to Monster one day is. No, Martin's always been idle of idle character, but I just look to him every day.
2: I don't know what I'm more impressed with—the fact that you cir- uh, circled Martin Truex Jr. or the fact that you remembered specifically that he led 392
1: laps in the 600. How could a few anyone years forget ago, if, if you records. were there? <laughs> I mean, that was that was as close to annihilation in the 600 as you'll ever <laughs> oh, see. Oh, it in was your life. it was annihilation. Oh don't, my don't goodness. Even. It was that, was, that was an amazing day for sure, and I hope I never see it again. No <laughs> offense, Martin. But but you saw it with Kyle Busch. Well. He did
2: basically the same yeah, thing. I don't feel like it was quite as he d- He won all four dramatic, stages yeah. and led
1: 355 yeah. of 400 laps. I guess it was the extra 40 laps that someone
9: else led that made the difference
2: there. Yeah,
1: really. Okay, Luke, how about you? Is there a driver that you particularly look up to?
9: Ryan Blaney and actually Todd Gilliland. We come from like the same roots, quarter midgets and bandos and you know he's kind of been I the forgot you ran quarters yes sir yeah. and uh you know we kind of it's how it was I think I was actually at a practice when he was there when uh Todd Gillen was there but you know just being able to be in the footsteps of the people is pretty cool and the fact that they're up there already and coming from the places that I was really gives me hope and you know strength to get up there
2: how old are you now Luke I feel like we kind of glossed over that earlier I'm
1: 15
9: okay
2: I
1: knew he was getting ready to graduate. Yes. And you're, you're what, 18? 19. Almost, 19. Almost 20. Wow. Okay. 19 years old. Um, so you you talk about Ryan Blaney and Todd Gilliland in a quarter midget. For those of you <laughs> who are paying attention to this right now and thinking quarter midget, that's a small car. How does Todd fit in a quarter midget? He wasn't always that tall. No, um, no I, I I can attest to that. Todd was not always six foot no. whatever he is yeah. now. Yeah, mom and dad watered him quite a bit to get him up to that even,
2: height. Even yeah, even when he was even fourteen, fifteen he wasn't that tall. Wow. Like, it's like all of a sudden we just looked up one day and you're like,
1: uh it was when kind did of like a, up there? it was like a K and N growth spurt. Yeah. It came yeah. In and just started growing. I I, I think <laughs>
2: I, I think Todd took his growth spurt and justin Haley's growth spurt all in the same <laughs> all in the same vein <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry Justin by the way congratulations <laughs> to justin Haley not only did he make his first cup start on his was it birthday, birthday? His birthday? 20th yeah. birthday yeah um but he did a great job He really Sunday. did. I mean, honestly. Just missed stage
2: points by that
1: much. You don't think of that Spire car as being anything, you know, that, that you pay attention to to contend. Justin Haley drove the wheels off that thing. They
2: they brought a top-shelf car for that race, yep. and he went out and
1: did something yep. with it. He really did a nice job. It's not easy to uh, – Talladega is not necessarily the place where you. I feel like you'd want to make your first – Cup Series start. Justin Except he wanted proud. to. He well, wanted he to. Because... Yes. <laughs> he
2: wanted to make his first Cup start at Talladega because he loves yes. super speedway yeah. racing.
1: He's, and he, well, he had, he had a win there in the... the was it the truck or the arcade No, it was the... Uh, no, he had a win that isn't a win,
2: but I will always swear is a win. That was the Xfinity race that they yanked from him because he passed below the yellow line. I thought
1: that was, line. Oh, I no, it that was at Daytona. It
2: was at Daytona.
1: Yeah, okay. I was thinking he won an ARCA race or something at Talladega. Uh, you can look that up. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Justin got you know a win what? there. You, I think it, and it might have been in Mason Mitchell's car. I'm not sure. Oh, Mason's going to yell at me on Twitter if I, I don't feel get like this he right. won the, I feel like he won an ARCA race there in Mason Mitchell's car. Uh, survey I, says... Survey says... See if I'm right.
2: Yes. Uh, no. It was MDM. He was in the twenty. Oh, car.
1: Okay, so it wasn't Mason Mitchell, but he did win an Arkansas. He won. Race. He won for Mitchell at Springfield and Pocono. Okay. He won for MDM okay. at Talladega. See, there you go. All right. So I knew he'd won a race there. So that that explains his excitement. But he really did a nice job. I he thought. Really,
2: yeah. He, no, he did. Absolutely. I think, I think
1: he did a nice job. How okay? Um, how many hours a week, Luke? Do you spend actually watching? Uh, film, video or doing sim racing for the next Allison Legacy series race?
9: Shoot, I gotta say three or four hours on total. I mean I come home, I do school work and then I go right to it.
10: I like the priority. School work first, Matthew? I just try and get twenty hours in you know, with Wow. I I go to school, uh go to work, come home, do my homework and then uh I'll stay up until at least midnight, you know, practicing, you know, for upcoming races and you know, there's some tracks that are on iRacing that we have, right. that is on our schedule, and some that aren't. There are some that need but, to be on iRacing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I, I, try and get on iRacing most of the time, but it, it's been hard to get on there you know with all my schoolwork. you know staying focused with school is more important to me
2: dear hickory <clears throat> please please
1: get scammed
10: <laughs> don't even get me
2: started on that subject
1: uh but yes hickory should be on iRacing um the sooner the better uh, okay we've got a couple of minutes left of this segment before we let you guys get out of here uh we have you have a job to do there's a wall back here with some signatures on it that's our wall of fame one pen for Luke, one pen for Matthew Davey. Now you got to sign it so we can read it, okay? Go yeah. ahead and sign the wall. And let's add Luke Akers and Matthew Davey. Matthew is going to go all the way over to the right next to Joe Valento's signature. And he's going to sign his. And Luke is all the way over to the left. And there he, you go. He dare. So we add to the Wall of Fame um i love how matthew put a smiley face inside the zero in his number 10 that's uh that is that is so matthew davey always smiling He's always, always positive. yeah no he always does that. matthew always brings the mood of the room up That'd no matter crazy. where he goes that's right so uh we want to thank both of you for coming in because uh i know that um you know you guys have a busy schedule between the two of you you live about 45 or so minutes away from us and uh so it's not easy to to give up an evening to come and do the show but uh real quick before we go your next race is hickory motor speedway right both of you yes, um okay so what does it take to get around hickory in an alice and legacy series car matthew because i know you probably haven't raced there yet right I'll practice there. practice there okay matthew go ahead you got about a minute
10: uh with hickory it's a, a lot of it's, it's kind of bumpy going into turn one and two, but it's it's a great short track to learn on. And Very, very fast track, very fast track, and, you know, I, I love Hickory. It's a, a great track for a lot of people to race on, and, you know, it's, you, it, I mean, since it's so short, you got short time to make the turns, and, you know, it's just, mainly it's just a great track to race on. I love it. Anything
1: races well at Hickory. Okay, uh, Luke, you you got about 30 seconds. Right. What was like, your impression after
9: practice? Like Matthew said, it is bumpy, and uh, you've got to be smooth and definitely consistent. Yeah, definitely. You know, so if you make one bad move, somebody's right on your tail.
1: Well, should be a good race, and uh, always enjoy seeing the Legacy Series cars run when I get the chance. Thanks to Matthew Davey and Luke Akers for being on the show with us tonight, and we certainly look forward to having you guys back on again as we go through the season and good luck to both of you. The rest of the way, either of you get you. a win at Hickory, we'll bring you back. So, hi,
9: yes, sir. There's a little Thank incentive.
1: You. Okay. Uh, that is Matthew Davey and Luke Akers. And when we come back, we are going to hit our lightning round here for tonight. So stick around, stay with us. You are listening to and watching the stock car show presented by HMS motorsport right back. HMS motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety.
5: Media sales professionals with agency experience. If you're frustrated with your current position, unrealistic quotas, and inept management, if you're a sales machine and you simply will not take no as an acceptable reply, if you're looking for a rapidly growing company with unlimited sales potential for commissions in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you're searching for a high-tech, forward-looking laid-back but extremely professional organization who appreciate your skills and dedication we have your next opportunity scorpion radio group is building a sales team of self-starters who are motivated your imagination is the only limit here call 717-749-0444 or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com that's 717-749-0444 and ask
7: Pursuit. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054.
4: Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now, we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at strutmasters.com. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show.
3: I wish Jacob was in here right now. Oh, yeah, we could
1: have had a Dippling contest. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Presented by HMS Motorsport. I want to say thanks as well to uh, our friends at Strutmasters, the suspension experts, strutmasters.com. Please check them out. And of course, My Computer Career as well, Training for a Better Life. And uh, thanks to both of them for being a part of the partnership family here at uh, Race Chaser Media. And of course, MyComputerCareer.edu. You can Just go to mycomputercareer.edu, take a free career evaluation test. You could be an IT professional in as little as four months, just a few days a week, either on campus, one of their seven campuses across the country, or you can do it online as well. And uh, IT is a great career, very rewarding, very satisfying. And there's still uh, a couple of million jobs that are unfilled. They need more people in that field in cybersecurity and such. So, uh, look up mycomputercareer.edu if you're thinking about a change of career or if you're in a position where you're looking for a first career, they can certainly take care of you on that point. Tom Baker and Randy Miller are going to talk for a moment uh, and then Jacob will slide back in when he's able to here. Uh, the beginning of our lightning round, Randy, um, is there anything about Talladega this past weekend that you would like to see change
3: no, I actually think that NASCAR got it right this time, and, and, and what what worries me is that now that it's right, they're going to change it again <laughs> and it's wrong again. But I really hope that they listen to the fans and listen to you know whoever, and and, and make notes that this is they they finally got it right. Don't tinker with it too much. I, I agree with the whole you know maybe lowering the tapered spacer and lowering slowing the speeds down just a little bit, um, and only because of Kyle's accident. I, I feel like had we went you know the whole race without. A really bad crash. We we may be talking about something different, but I mean that. Luckily, you know, and, and going back and looking at that wreck and seeing you know what the car looked like after he after his nine rolls or ten roll, however yeah. many it was, that car was intact. the, yeah. the entire car was intact except yep. for you know the 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 um, the, the tether or whatever the a- axle tether, um, and, and some of the other cosmetic stuff. But the car itself, the actual cocoon that holds the driver, was completely intact, and that's something. That we haven't seen, um, we haven't had that serious of an accident in quite some time. So it's it's great to see that these cars are, are finally being built to standards in which the driver can easily walk away, because that that could have been a much much different. Well, situation. it could have been, and and again, the the
1: innovations and advancements in driver safety technology uh, really came into play there. And you know, again, as we said at the top, I'm not necessarily thinking that's that the difference in speed between 195 and 204 or whatever contributed to that but there are people who are much better much more knowledgeable at that sort of thing than me and I think you kind of got to take some cues from the drivers here but for me I thought it was good to see the speed but I thought it was better to see the degree of side by side racing and the freedom that these guys had to be able to draft and draft by and move around without all of the you know pushing and contact that we usually see and have been seeing in these super speedway races i just thought randy that was a much more racy Talladega race than what we've seen in a long time.
3: Yeah, it's always good when you watch a Talladega race and you see these under, you know, the slightly underfunded teams, the Great Goldings, the Matt Benedettos, those guys being able to run up front with the guys that are up front all the time. And something, else, something else that I know is during this race, in the years past you, you get, like, the outside line was the most dominant line. As long as you were on the outside you were good, or some used to be the inside line that was good. But I, I honestly saw the, even the middle, like there were guys coming up through the middle making three and four wide passes – um, in order to get spots, and that's something we haven't seen in years past. Either. So it was really good to be able to see three and four wide races. without the, the big one happening. The, the quote unquote.
2: So I want to speak just for a second on yeah, my my thoughts of that because it was it was a much racier Talladega race. It was refreshing, as Randy alludes to, to not see not only to not see one line be way more dominant than the other, mm-hmm. um, but really to see drivers not log jammed stuck in two by two formation for the entire day you could pull out and make moves you could pull out and pass people you got you know you had people get shuffled at some points and fall back but it wasn't the typical you know Slot car two by two or three by three in some cases, um, great pack where basically everybody was stuck in their groove and and you just had to wait for one line to get one or two cars out in front to be able to move, and that to me was what gave this so much more of a racy you know competitive feel than what we've had.
1: can we all agree on one thing here before we go further in this lightning round? Can we all agree that the most spectacular Move of the race didn't happen on the racetrack.
2: Ah, I know where you're yeah. going. Can we, and, we all hang, hang on. Hang on. But let, I, I want to say this because I was there. <laughs> the crowd reaction when this ha- I was standing on the photo tower and you could hear the crowd over the engines when Brad Keselowski <laughs> stuck the 10 landing backwards not only back, not only landed in his pit stall but how about the crew to stay calm under pressure and do the stop
1: with the car backwards that was unbelievable Paul Wolf didn't panic i loved it for those of you who like me used to i emphasize enjoy the wwf Back in the days when it was really entertaining, that was a typical Booker T spin is what it was, oh. and that was so cool it, to to see him pull that off. Um, I mean, it's just not something that you see done. In, so naive you know nonchalantly and cleanly as if he did it on purpose
2: and we all know he didn't trust no i mean but it was it was was just
1: unbelievable that was really something to see. yeah it really did um talladega overall just a a great race okay um want to talk about cars tour for a moment they've got two races this weekend um you correct me in the last segment you were you were right Uh, they've got two races the first one is this coming Friday, May the third? The race at, at Ace, uh, race at the race at Ace, Ace Speedway in um, here in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, That's right, my favorite uh, North Carolina uh, city name. Yes. And uh, then on Saturday, that's the th- those are the late model stocks, and then Correct. on Saturday, the super late models are. It's the tri-sanctioned
2: uh, oh, it, race uh, it, at it, Fairgrounds it, Speedway, oh, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, because yep. I was wanting to say Bristol, and I yeah, knew that was it's, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, the, it's the undercard race to the ARCA yeah. race that's running Saturday yeah. night at Nashville. Uh, the Music, I believe the uh, Cars Tour race, the Music City 100. It's a tri-sanctioned between the Cars Tour, the ARCA CRA Super Series, and the Southern Super Series.
1: Absolutely loving the <coughs> Cars Bubba Tour Pollard. late models. Well, yeah, uh, Bubba Pollard probably will no doubt win another um super late model race but um i think the late model stock division of the cars tour has been a lot of fun to watch so far this year and really looking forward to seeing them at ace that's an interesting track it's a very small tight track for uh for a division like the cars tour and it's always uh, a fun show so looking forward to seeing that um real quickly of course um formula one uh and nhra still going (laughs) um (laughs) f1 (laughs) Uh, please may i go ahead i'll let you dear
2: mercedes yeah (laughs) please stop making this into 1993 all over again i'm getting bored and that's no disrespect to valtteri botas who drove a fantastic race in uh, azerbaijan to win at baku on sunday but the drive of the weekend for me was uh charlotte Lecler- yeah, yeah wow easy for me to say uh, mr Col- leclerc yeah yeah charles leclerc um colleen allen is going to smack me tomorrow when i produce <laughs> heels on wheels for for screwing that up um from a crash in the third round of qualifying to a top five uh sebastian vettel was on the podium finally much needed for him um Good grief! There were so many things wrong with this race that I really don't even know where to start. No, it so, was it wasn't it, it, it wasn't good. It
1: was it was good in some ways, but not good in others. I mean, basically, it's again, it's just Mercedes, and but that's you know that's F one for you. It's a manufacturer series, yeah. and Mercedes is just killing them. And Pierre Gasly ought to sue Red Bull for non-support. Um, I mean, he everything that could possibly happen. Um, with that particular piece of the Red Bull team for Pierre Gasly this year has happened, except for the sludge from the old Castrol um, motor oil commercial hasn't fallen on him yet, but I'm sure that's coming at some point. Um, But yeah, uh, F1, and then of course we also had... NHRA in town for the Four Four Wide National and um, Sean
2: Langdon. I I see and and it broke my heart that I missed this by the way because I was in Talladega. You were at ZMAX but Sean Langdon joining the ranks of drivers to win in both Top Fuel and Funny Car was absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I actually did ZMAX for part of the day and then came back for for Talladega but yes, uh, to see Sean go and get that win what's beautiful about that is again it proves my theory that an NHRA on any given weekend um well, you he's just a don Schumacher
2: car i mean it's not like i did yeah but we don't talk about
1: him as much as we talk about others and i just thought uh, i thought he did a, a superb job that was um i was really shocked at how empty the stands were really at, at max um not even half wow not even half full um I'm it, shocked. it's uh it was a beautiful day in the 80s um a lot of people missed a golden opportunity to see some kick-ass motorsports and a lot of noise um and i don't know why i don't know what the the problem was but i've never seen wow. it that empty can, um can i can i offer the champ, by the way for our top fuel winner please capco 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 steve-o's back yes Yes. And he took over the points lead, too. Well, and that's going to go down to the wire. It will. I mean, well, let's, let's it will, unless this is Steve Torrance
2: getting on a roll again.
4: Well,
1: uh, maybe, yeah. That it's not like we haven't <laughs> seen <real>. it before. <laughs> yeah. um, but you you just expect that that's uh, that th- this year the way it's going, yeah. you expect that We're, to get out of the wire. Did you get did, did you get to the finals before you left no. on Sunday? No,
2: no. so um, second round. For, yeah, for me, round. for me, what was the coolest thing uh, about final eliminations at four wide was the Pro Stock motorcycle final. I, I watched it on TV after yeah, that's how uh, I after Talladega. Yeah, um, Andrew Hines picking up his milestone fiftieth. Pro Stock Motorcycle Victory. That's a threshold that's never been hit in that category. Really cool to see. Congratulations to Andrew and the whole Vans and Hines Harley team. Great run for him.
1: Absolutely. I mean, just been – it has definitely been a – an interesting scenario in NHRA all year. It continues to be and we are getting down to the final few seconds of this one. Yeah. Um, So we're, uh, I'll let you take us out.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks to HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, as well as our uh, partners at mycomputercareer.edu and strutmasters.com for what they do to make this show possible. We appreciate all their support and we appreciate our special guests tonight, Todd Gilliland, Matthew Davey, and uh, Luke Akers for all taking time out of their evenings to join and us all of those listening yes. and watching right now for randy miller and chris murdoch as well as tom baker here uh, next to me in front of the camera i'm jacob sealman keep it off the wall and if you're headed to a racetrack folks we might just see you there have a safe racing weekend good, good night, night.
0: You've been listening to The Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.